It might help this morning to have a little um, education lesson on uh, Herod. Uh, We hear of Herod in the um, Gospel of Luke uh, at the beginning, at the uh, Nativity, how Herod was uh, demanded this uh, census to be taken. That is actually Herod the Great, uh, and he died shortly after the birth of Jesus. The Herod we have in today's Gospel is, um, he's the main Herod we might think of, Uh, he is Herod the Tetrarch, technically. After Herod the Great died, Herod uh, the Tetrarch and Philip, and there were two more, uh, the kingdom that Herod controlled was divided among the four, and they all became co-rulers, each of their own area. Herod the Great was a very sick man mentally. He, uh, some have suggested he probably had syphilis, which can cause um, insanity, insanity in a number of ways, but paranoia being one of the main ways, which may explain why Herod the Great had um, the children of Bethlehem, the boys under the age of two, slaughtered simply to protect his kingdom. But that was something that he had done um, with a number of family members to protect his kingdom. And why uh, not only was he perhaps some insanity issues, but he knew who he really was. That he wasn't in the line of the Jewish kings. He had no connection really to the Jewish kings as uh, um, his birthright was Nabataean, which is not Jewish, not Israelite, not Hebrew. It is pagan. His mother was Hebrew. So he was half Jewish. He was set on the, on the throne of uh, Judea by the emperor, the Roman emperor, after the, the Holy Land had been conquered. So if Herod the Great was not a true king, certainly King Herod was not. And so he held his portion with a tight fist, and he would do whatever whatever it took in order to maintain that kingdom. Not only that, but uh, he takes Herodias, his brother's wife, as his own. His brother wasn't dead. There is a, uh, um, in the Old Testament, if, if a man dies without leaving any, any children, his wife is to be married to his brother, da-da-da. Uh, but here, they're, they're divorced. And so there's that connection to sin that, that uh, Herod was committing. But not only that, it gets worse as he sees his wife's daughter, so this is his stepdaughter, uh, it says it delighted him. And the word for delight is almost sexual. He was getting a sexual thrill out of his own stepdaughter. Let's all at once go, leave. And he promises up to half of his kingdom. He's made this boast, and if you remember back to the, the, the parable of the soil where the seed is sown, Herod the Great in this episode displays himself to be the seed sown among the weeds. Because he hears John the Baptist, and he likes to hear John the Baptist. He doesn't quite know what to do with him. And when his stepdaughter asks for his head on a platter, he has no choice, he thinks, 
but to acquiesce, to give it. All because John the Baptist was telling him to live a moral life. That's why he was ultimately beheaded. And you can almost see Herod the Tetrarch uh, confused. Well, it's got to be John the Baptist back from the dead. His own conscience must have been eating at him. And so when he does get a chance later on in the Gospels, we hear that, he gets a chance to meet Jesus. He doesn't know what to do with Jesus either. Today in our first reading, we have the author to the Hebrews, uh, letter to the Hebrews saying, let the marriage bed uh, be kept undefiled. Herod defiled it, left and right. He didn't know what to do, but those who follow Jesus, those who know who Jesus Christ really is, know what to do. And today in this, this passage, this short little passage from Hebrews, he, the author is giving us advice. Love one another as brothers. Be hospitable. Welcome them. Take care of the prisoners. Again, the marriage bed. Be free from the love of money. We hear elsewhere that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It's not money is the root of all evil, but all, uh, the love of money, this greed, this lust, that if we want to follow Jesus Christ, that we would take these words to heart and, and live them out to really seek the Lord. Herod the Tetrarch, because of his position, because of all his worldly desires and, and uh, fears, could not give. From what we know, he never embraced Christianity. He didn't necessarily outright persecute it, but he didn't embrace it. We remember him because he is a man not of famousness, but of infamy, who did some terrible things. But in the end, even though he knew what the truth was, or at least somebody had been proclaiming the truth, was unable to respond to the truth. We may not be well known. God willing, someday we'll be in heaven and, and our, our names are inscribed in the book of life. But we know that we need to respond to these, the, the truth that has been explained and given to us. So we come this day, maybe like St. Agatha, come this day knowing we're not giving our lives in martyrdom, but living a life of witness all the same, which is what martyrdom means. That we, by responding to these invitations here, that we hear in the letter to the Hebrews, the invitation that Christ continues to offer us to conversion, again, unknown, but living lives of grace for eternity with God.